The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Overton. I'm your host. It is Monday, December 28th, and we are live on the YouTube channel. Joining me to break down Saints, Dolphins, Monday Night Football from a gambling, maybe, and a, and a betting perspective. And we'll see if we sprinkle some DFS chatter in. Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? Merry Christmas. What's going on? Merry Christmas. How was Happy holidays, holidays, buddy. How was your uh, How was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. Can't complain. Can't complain. So how about was yours? How was yours? It was good until my son started puking all over the place on on the way home yesterday. Oh, well, that's good. I forgot. Oh, I should have brought it. I should have brought it down. Uh, my mom got me a pick six mug. I should have. Oh, uh, was... did she buy it? I think she bought. Oh, I mean, I didn't buy it. So <laughs> bad. I mean, it's like <laughs> I got you a mug at the podcast you're on. I was like, hey, oh, thanks, did mom. you pay for that? <laughs> did you call Debo? Hook it up. Um. I told Debo he needs to step it up and get you some gear. Oh, wow. Very- Debo told me to F off and uh, <laughs> never call him again. Um, I'm kidding. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this game. So, obviously, the biggest story here is that Taysom Hill placed on the COVID list and will be out for this game, which means that we are going to have bum, bum, bum. Ian Book starting for the New Orleans Saints. Rookie Ian Book coming in out of Notre Dame, playing for the Saints. We have seen this line go from New Orleans minus three or minus three and a half as a result of all that news to the Dolphins minus three. The line is now juiced to minus 120, which means it looks like we're going to get Dolphins minus three and a half, maybe. Or it's also possible that we it sits at minus three, minus 120 with Vegas forcing anyone who wants to bet the Dolphins, which is going to be the majority of people, I would guess, because no one wants to back Ian Book on Monday night in his debut, um, force him to pay minus 120 on the juice to do it. Because I do think if they go to three and a half, there'll probably be some buyback on the Saints. And although, you know, Sully, maybe this is one of those games where, and we've seen this a lot this year, where there's massive COVID implications the line sits and sits and sits and sits. You know, big move when the news happens. But then right like an hour or two before game time, it just starts getting steamed and it closes. And we've seen this. We've seen these lines move like, you know, three or four points on game day where it was a it was a spot you know, like 
the Bills are seven-point favorites, and all of a sudden the Bills are eleven-point favorites. The crossing key numbers, all of that. It's a it's a it's a weird year, and maybe we see that for the Dolphins. Do where do you, where do you what's your sort of uh, expectation for where this line goes, and and how are you thinking about betting this game? Well, like you said, well, I mean, it's one of those things, especially now over these last few weeks, where we don't really even know who's going to be playing in these games half the time until right before kickoff. So if you're anybody who's carrying around a significant amount of, of capital going into this game, which I think a lot of the Sharks in Vegas are, obviously, that the movement that we would typically see throughout the week is getting like hyper-centralized into the final few minutes of this game once everybody knows who, in fact, is going to be playing. So that's why I think you see a lot of that movement pretty close to kickoff there i still like the dolphins in this one and it's for the reasons that you were just kind of highlighting there too it's just it's hard to trust what the saints are going to be with their fourth quarterback of the season and a, and a guy that ian book it's not like he's a first round pick waiting in the wings like trey lance and you're just kind of you know there's there's a quarterback in front of him that's that's kind of just blocking him from trying to play it, it it's it's a fourth rounder right it's fourth round pick in ian book out of notre dame it's just it's not one of those scenarios where he's knocking at the door and he's trying to, you know, he's pushing to play. It's a hectic situation for New Orleans, and it's not the ideal situation for any rookie quarterback to come into, especially when you're playing under somewhat short notice. I don't know how quickly they knew that Taysom Hill wasn't going to be ready to play in this game. So he's had some time to prepare, but ultimately I, I lean on the team that, has the veteran experience or, or just NFL experience. Ian Book hasn't had a meaningful NFL snap in his life to this point. So to me, I'm just leading and I'm taking, I'm laying down the field goal and going with the Dolphins. All right. So I've got an interesting little uh, conundrum here that uh, I'll float by you right now since, you know, whatever. I mean, if you're in the chat, tell me what you think you would do. Um, in my uh, season long picks league that I do with like all of my friends, and you're invited if you ever want to play in the cell, Mr. Masterlock. Um, the uh, I am currently tied for there are golly, there are nine people who correctly. So you, there's a prize for winning each week and there's a prize for obviously the end of the season. There are nine people who picked 10 games correctly this week, which is pretty insane. Uh, I'm at nine games. Correct. Uh, correctly picked along with four other people. These spreads it's on CBS sports. So the spreads lock on Tuesday. No matter what happens the rest of the week, it's not, it doesn't fluctuate throughout the week. And so the spread is Saints minus three and a half. Um, I am currently four back of the season long lead. And I, and I originally like the Saints. I like the Saints right now. I like the Saints getting three and a half if it moves that way. I like the Saints getting three. I feel like the Saints are somehow going to pull off this win. Um, but I'm finding it very difficult not to take Miami plus three and a half in this spot in the Picks League because. It's, you know, it's a, it's six and a half points of value. It'd be insane to turn that down, but I do think there's probably leverage against everyone above me, both for the week and for the season. If I take the saints minus three and a half, but at the same time, if the saints win by three and I'm right, I'm going to be furious. that I didn't take that leverage. Um, I mean, I, 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 and, and I don't want to throw away at this point, you know, any like one pick is massive for the season. So I don't want to throw away that sort of value by going with Saints minus three and a half when I could have gotten the Dolphins plus three and a half and, and it's a clear cut, you take the Dolphins situation. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Yeah. Like the strategy here is is, is a little difficult. Yeah, I wouldn't get too cute on that one. It it, it seems not. like it seems like the Dolphins might be the play there. And again, I understand what you're saying. Like, 
you know, with, with all of that. But ultimately, I do like the Dolphins in this scenario. I mean, you look at, you know, I obviously mentioned Ian Book, but you look over this winning streak that they've had, you can admittedly say it's kind of a soft winning streak. The opponents that they've been playing and been beating up on haven't been particularly good. But the Saints, they're having a fourth-string quarterback, so they, they kind of fit the mold on the teams that they've been beating up over these last six weeks. And the Saints, over that stretch, they've allowed the second-fewest yards per play in the NFL and if you're going up against, again, a rookie quarterback, when you have the type of defense that you do, or at least the secondary that you do, fifth lowest passing yards per game over that stretch, to me, it's just one of those scenarios where I don't know if Ian Book's going to be ready. He's a virtual unknown. He can come in, and this could be – it's been a weird week. I mean, the, the Texans blew out the Chargers this week, so who knows what could happen. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the known versus the unknown in terms of the Dolphins' defense as opposed to Ian Book. Here's my thing on the on the Dolphins, too. And I know that people who listen to this podcast are sick and tired of me saying that they are hashtag fraudulent, or quote-unquote fraudulent, or quote-unquote frauds. And, I mean, maybe they're not. If they win, if they beat the Saints, they will have won seven games in a row. They'll be the number seven seed in the playoffs, and we will have to take them seriously. Oh, Tiba, don't ask that question in chat. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, smash that like button. If you're listening on Spotify, Go ahead and uh, go ahead and use that five-star rating when you get done listening. The But look at the teams they've beaten. The Texans, who, I agree, beat the Chargers yesterday. That's fine. The Texans stink. They beat the Texans 17-9. to They beat the Ravens 22-10 to on that Thursday night game where Lamar and the offense didn't show up. And the Ravens are sort of starting to look like, you know, just with all their injuries and all they're dealing with, I mean, they might not even be a playoff team. They beat the Jets 24-17. to they smoked the Panthers 33-10. Congratulations. The Panthers are a bottom five team. They beat the Giants 20-9. They beat the Jets 31-24. None of these wins are impressive. I mean, maybe the Ravens win is impressive on a short week with Lamar and company hungover coming off a massive win. The Saints are starting Ian Book, and I get it that he is a rookie, but he is a rookie who runs the, runs the ball really well and is sort of like – maybe a Taysom Hill clone with a better passing skill set. Pete Prisco says he's been, he watched him in, in training camp. I thought he looked pretty good. Said he watched some preseason tape and I, I think he's sort of high on him. I mean, the, the Saints defense is way better than any defense that they faced in that stretch. None of those teams that we showed, except maybe the Panthers have any semblance of defense whatsoever. And now the Saints have a very good defense at home, holiday crowd, underdogs, and the Saints are just as desperate, if not more desperate, than the Dolphins to win this game. I don't know, man. I, I feel I, – I, I like the Saints plus three. Uh, Tom in the um, in the chats asks, is this a donkey under game? Seems too obvious. So anyway, I, I like the Saints plus three as, as the bet. I will probably end up being a wuss and taking the Dolphins plus three and a half in my picks league just because there's there's also probably a couple people in, in the picks league ahead of me who didn't – who it's the holidays. They haven't changed their pick. You know, forgot to change your pick or didn't think they could change your pick on Monday, which you can, uh, as the rules of this league allow you to. So, you know, I'll probably try to take that value. And I'll just tell you this really quickly. I know you referenced Saints at home. We've historically said that the 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 Caesar Superdome has been, you know, just a, a great place for the Saints. Not so much as of late, one in four against the spread in the last five home games. Mm. Something to take note of. That is uh that is certainly worth taking note of because the you know, we're talking about a you know, we're talking about a Saints team that in that stretch, I bet that one is probably the the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Halloween when Jameis Winston got hurt. They lost outright to the Falcons. They lost outright to the Bills and didn't cover as big dogs. They got 
lost by 10 to the Cowboys. Yeah, they have not been very good at home. Oh, God, they lost to the Giants in OT2 with James. Woo! They've been bad at home. You're right. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, but the Dolphins are... But the Dolphins, again, we don't really know what they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's as much as we're saying, you know, Ian Book's an unknown, you know, a team that has six wins in a row, it's really not that strong of a six wins as we just highlighted. It's it's a tough, it's a, this is admittedly a tough game, even though, again, it's it, might, it, it probably shouldn't be. Yeah. The total's 37 and a half. Is it to Tom's question earlier in the chat, you know, like 37 and a half, what do you do with that? It looks like it might try and creep up a little bit. Yeah. I it think can't it is. crater much more. Yeah, because it was at um, 36 and a half, I think, as of maybe the, the last night, maybe early, early this morning. Oh, really? It's starting to move up. Yeah. Okay. I saw 37. I never saw the 36 and a half. But, yeah. I mean, I would be maybe more interested, you know, I mean, like, what I would be more interested in potentially taking the over here. I'd like 37. But you take, or maybe, you know, even if you take 37 and a half, you take the over and then cut and hope for an early score from either one of these teams probably would be New Orleans with some kind of trickeration. And then you come back and bet a live under and you've got yourself a window where you hope it hits and you can't lose. Now, if neither team scores for the first five or 10 minutes of the game, you're not going to be able to, you know, can't keep chasing that live over. Don't do that. Um, I just sort of, you know, I tend to think that, Yes, to Tom's to Tom's answer to, to answer Tom's question. Yes, this looks like a donkey under, in the sense that how are these teams going to score? Well, Alvin Kamara is insanely good. Sean Payton is a great coach who can dial up some stuff for Ian Book, and you know Tua Tungavaloa has played pretty well over the last month plus. Jalen Waddle looks like a budding superstar, and the same the you know the Dolphins do have the talent on offense to jailbreak some stuff or to you know move the ball. I don't think they're going to run the ball. I think they need to pass the ball against the Saints. Um, they should be able to do that. You know, I I, I don't know. I it's finding your way to forty points seems tough, but you could get you know twenty one seventeen, and that still covers the over here. Right. I mean, listen, like you said, they have playmakers that can, if you get the ball in their hands, even in New Orleans. I mean, if. If Ian Book is able to just get the ball in, in Alvin Kamara's hands, there's a chance that he can go for seven every time he touches the ball. I mean, it's it's it, it's totally, totally doable. My biggest concerns are really when you look at the defenses for both of these teams. The Saints rank number four in DVOA coming into coming into this game. The Dolphins rank number 12 in DVOA coming into this one. So when you really when you and again, that number 12 DVOA is going up against a rookie quarterback that's never had a start in the NFL. So it's not the easiest sledding going into this one. Yes, it's a donkey play going under here. I would almost kind of wait and see what, what this line does. You know, we just talked about it with the spread, really, about how we've seen that these numbers move quite a bit going into kickoff. I almost wonder if this gets a little bit higher. Like I said, I, it was it's basically come up a full point just pretty much half the day here. I think I saw it earlier this morning, or, or I did see it last night, so I don't know how much it's you know really moved overnight. But ultimately, if this kind of starts to creep up to, you know, 38, 38 and a half, you know, that's maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable hitting the under as it's starting to go up. Yeah. If it's, I think if you like the underweight, if you like the Saints weight, if you like the Dolphins or the, the, uh, the over, you probably need to take it now. Just the, the direction it appears to be moving. Yeah. Um, I would also just point out that, again, with the Dolphins, you know, you look at their, their, their defense has improved dramatically. And the, the, in terms of yardage allowed, their lowest, five totals are 
since November 7th. But again, it's like the teams they played, the Ravens, the Texans, the Giants, the Jets, and the Panthers, they allowed 304 yards or less total. I mean, it's been a while since they've given up a big yardage game. They gave up 380 to the Jets, which is a ton and really surprising. I just, I just sort of wonder, is this, are the Saints, are the Saints, I mean, excuse me, are the Dolphins, is the Dolphins defense legitimate again? Or are we being fooled by a mirage involving this schedule? And that and I don't think we'll know, and we may not know after tonight either. Right. Because again, you'll just point to again, just you know, who knows who is who is who under quarterback? What? Right. You know, I mean, they played, it was an Ian Book game against the Saints. It's like, you know, so again, it's it's tough to really now, if, if Ian Book shreds the the Dolphins, then yeah. then we yeah. have major concerns for for Miami's future. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at some prop bets for this game. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So the props in this game, we have a pretty good selection over on, uh, oh, we actually, oh, my goodness. The, uh, over on uh, uh, Caesars, oh, I thought that was a total interception price had gone up on Ian Book. You and I both are on, I like both the interception overs here. Tua over, inter, over half an interception. Minus one ten, <laughs> give me that all day long. Yeah, I mean, the the Dolphins' offensive line is not that great, and the Saints' defensive line is a strength. You know, we they look the Saints. By the way, the Saints in their last game did shut out Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I mean, the idea that they just cannot stop Tua and the Tua and the Dolphins is kind of wild. So, I I think I think over Tua interceptions feels like I almost like it better than over Ian Book interceptions, not because it's more likely, but just because it's it's cheaper, and I trust the defense. I, I think the the Saints will minimize what Ian Book is asked to do as much as possible in terms of throwing into coverage where they can. If they get down big, it will, won't matter. I like the over on. I, I think we see an interception for both quarterbacks in this game. Right. I would bet two uh, interceptions on the matchup and the play of the quarterback, and I'm betting the over on Ian Book almost on principle, where it's you have a. A, pre, a pretty solid defense that has 11 takeo interceptions on the year, and they're going up against a rookie quarterback that's never played before in the NFL. It's you almost just have to bet that one, or at least seriously give it some consideration when you could say, okay, there's a rookie mistake in there somewhere. It just, it just, it has to rear itself at some point or another, or more often than not, that's going to cash, whether it's tonight or whether it's when the next rookie quarterback plays. Typically, there is a mistake made 
some defensive coordinator kind of just outwits the quarterback for a second. And then, and then again, an interception unfolds. So to me, I like book. I even like two of there. I don't have it as one of mine, but I would definitely bet that one too. And, and by the way, the, uh, the dolphins over this stretch of, of wins since their win streak started four turnovers against the Texans by the defense two from against the Ravens, one against the jets, three against the Panthers, one against the giants, one against the jets. They are on a six game win streak and a six game defensive turnover streak. Uh, Debo, smash, uh, hit the uh, over on Tua and on Ian Book. I was actually surprised. I just, uh, yeah, over interceptions. You could parlay this. Both guys have an interception plus 212. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. cash in the first quarter, man. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that. We can, we can definitely definitely slot that one in for both of us. I think that's an easy one. And for me, I'm looking at Tua 2, the under on his passing yards prop. I had it at 231.5 at even money. The Saints, you know, for all their issues that they've been dealing with, and again, I think it's it's starting to go up a little bit. So, you know, it's 233.5, right? Yeah. And uh, are starting to go down, you mean? It, it's, mine was, it's actually gone up. No, I had it at 231.5, and that's okay, gone okay. up to 233. Um, but for all the Saints issues, whether it's been the COVID or, or what have you, their secondary, again, as we as we've kind of highlighted, has been solid. Going back to week 10, only one quarterback has gone over this passing yards proper, at least the one that I had. It was Josh Allen back in week 12 over this stretch. So basically back since week 10, they've averaged quarterbacks with 196 passing yards per game. And two has only gone over this number two of his last three games. So again, it's just to me. I, I don't feel particularly confident into a lighting it up against the Saints. Like you just said, they just shut out Tom Brady last week. And I don't think that Tua is the type of quarterback that's going to be able to carry the Dolphins in this game. I think they'll probably win it, but I don't think it's going to come with Tua absolutely, you know, being a first round quarterback, lighting up the scoreboard type of performance. It's more that the Saints will lose it than it will be anything that the, that the Dolphins do. The one concern I would have about going under on Tua is the Saints' rush defense is so good, and the Dolphins' rush offense is is not exactly a a dominant unit. I mean, they're trotting out, um, you know, Duke Johnson, Savin Ahmed. They have Philip Lindsay. I don't know if he's going to play in this game. I mean, the Saints have the number one rush defense in by DVOA, and that's after you know earlier this year they were absolutely gashed by the uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, it, my concern is that. While it does make sense that Tua won't have a ton of success against a good defense, he may just have to throw so much that ultimately, you know, he is, um, you know, he is, he, he's just going to get over that number on sheer volume or you get a Jalen Waddle jailbreak. And it wouldn't be surprising if the Dolphins came out and said, all right, we know they can't, we know they're going to stop the run. They think we're going to try and run and just, you know, make Ian book win. Let's 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 dink and dunk it all around the place. That that would be my only concern about taking the under on that. Sure, uh, sure. Is maybe he gets over by virtue of having to throw against the Saints. Man, the Saints defense is really good. I mean, that's I, I, I want to keep the Saints. I, I like the Saints a lot here. It's tough. It's tough. I know. It, it's one of those things where if it was just if even if it was if it was Simeon in this game, I think this would be completely different outlook. I mean, it's just because you're seeing the fourth quarterback of the year, and it's someone who they didn't even really want to start. I mean, they were asking Drew Brees and Philip Rivers if they wanted to come out of retirement reportedly. It, Surprised as opposed to going after Ian or starting Ian Book. So it's it's a tough spot for New Orleans for sure. Yeah, uh, the two uh, passing attempt total, by the way, 33 and a half. So even if he averages, let's see, what do he average? six yards per attempt. Uh, nah, 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 he needs to go over that if he wants to get 233. Good Lord. Um, 
I don't want to mess with that prop. I'm just throwing it out there. The Alvin Kamara props is what I'm interested in. They don't actually have a prop up for his receptions yet, which is super annoying. But I would take the over on his receptions probably blindly up to, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think what I want for this reception. What do you think this reception total will be? Four and a half? I was going to say four and a half, five and a half. Yeah. Man, that's a... Four and a half is a, I guess it's a lot, but maybe not. I mean, how are they not going to use Alvin Kamara? How are they not going to funnel everything through Kamara and just ask him to win this game for them? Well, this is why I like his receiving yards prop of four and a half at even money, what I locked in. It's just, I just think that they're going to oh, yeah. want to get yeah, the yeah. ball. That, that was on that list too. Over, over oh, receiving just, yards, 26 and a half, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that they're going to want to get the ball out of Ian Book's hands as quickly as possible. And what better way to do it than pretty easy throws to Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. You know, I was reading, uh, I was reading, I forget who had it. It, it, apologies for not citing them, but the Ian Book really threw to his receiver, his running backs a ton at Notre Dame. So it's just something that he's probably used to a little bit. It's within the Saints offense to design passing plays. You know, Sean Payton's obviously a great head coach. He's, he knows that he wants to put Alvin Kamara in the best spot to score. And he put Ian Book in the best opportunity to succeed. And that is by putting, the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands. He's gone over this number t- uh, six out of 10 out of his 10 games played this season. Miami's been pretty good at defending running backs, out, the running backs in the, in the passing game out of the backfield. But ultimately it's, it's almost similar to what you were saying with Tua in terms of the passing yards, the volume for Kamara is going to be insane. He already has, I believe 33 ish percent of the total touches for the saints this season. It's just the amount of volume that he's getting is ridiculous. And so to me, again, with, with with a quarterback that they don't want to put the game in his hands, they're going to want to get it in Nick Meyer as much as possible. Yeah. I, um, I see up to 28 and a half by local. So that's something I think you want to definitely look at getting now rather than waiting on it. It will probably keep drifting up as the, uh, and, uh, Faustino Hernandez asked in the chat, uh, Kamara Russian receiving yards over 89. I do think I like that. It's 90 and a half here on, um, on, on Caesars. I mean, yeah, I like that a lot. He should he should be. I think he gets over 100 rushing receiving yards combined. So yeah, and and so Caesars also has a uh, super boost of Kamara over 99 and a half rushing receiving yards plus 200. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, smash that like button. I I do think we see Kamara is just going to be. I mean, think about think about what what this game is setting up to be. The Saints are desperate for a win. They have a good defense. And they have Alvin Kamara. They are going to, I mean, how are they not going to funnel the offense through Kamara and just ask him, Sean Payton just goes to him and say, look, dude, I need you to be superhuman Alvin Kamara in this game. And I think he can respond. You know, that's, uh, it's not outrageous to suggest he just has a mammoth game. Maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe it's all like, and that's the thing with the rushing receiving. If, well, I kind of prefer it even to just the receiving, even though the receiving is lower. If he gets... Let's say the Saints get a lead, a 10-point lead. They are going to lean into the run game. Um, let's say the Saints are down by 10. They are going to be forced to throw the ball to Kamara. So by going with the over on total yardage, it gives you a few more outs in the event that the game script, like Kamara should be able to get there, you know, regardless of, he should be able to get to the 90 regardless of game script. Right, that's Whereas, game script proof. Again, it, it, you can get it in multiple ways. It doesn't matter. Whereas if it's, tw- you know, you might not get 26 and a half receiving yards if they're winning and he yeah. hasn't already gotten them. 
and you might not get 59 and a half rushing yards if they're losing and he hasn't already gotten them. So that's where I, maybe the combo is is not a bad idea, even though the math, you know, you got to pay the, you got to pay the price. You got to pay the tag or the, the extra juice to not the extra juice. You got to pay the ta- the yardage tax, I guess, to by combining them. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't hate that at all. Any other, uh, any other props that you like in this game? Yeah, I was I was looking around just because I I was trying to trying to find an over because you know me I like I like just trying yeah. to find an over the best way I can and I was laughing because I almost want John Breach to be on this because I'm about to do the first <laughs> kicker ever kicker, kicker prop that we've done in these, nice. in these in these pick six uh, Monday night Thursday night hits that we've done this season Jason Sanders over total field goals made over one and a half and there's a few reasons why I like this one he struggled uh, you know throughout this season especially you know. Before December, December has been decent for him, but ultimately it's, it hasn't been a particularly great year for him. But he has hit this number. Um, let me see. He's hit it, uh, multiple field goals in three of his last five games. But the biggest thing for me is that the Saints, they've been particularly strong at stopping teams once they get into the red zone. Yep. They are the number one team in the NFL in fewest touchdowns allowed once a team gets into the red zone. They've only allowed them to score 43% of the time, 20% of the time over the last three weeks. So if the Dolphins are even able to get within spitting distance of the end zone, the Saints have shown us already that they're able to bend but not break, which obviously will set up more kicking situations for Sanders. So to me, that one just makes a lot of sense, especially when what we're going to consider a low-scoring game tonight. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've got over over six and a half points minus 125. What do we have on points for, uh, for Sanders there? Let's see. Yeah, over six and a half, same thing. Um, I don't hate that either. You know, yeah. you're. It, it, it's very possible that there's a uh, no touchdown scored in this game. That wouldn't be outrageous. I don't think it happens. I think somebody finds the end zone eventually, and maybe and maybe this game goes way over. But uh, I don't know. I tend to think that there's some. So I, I I think both teams will be extremely conservative. You saw again. You saw what the Saints did against the Buccaneers. They know that they can snuff out Tom Brady's offense, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady's offense, even without Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, when they when they show up on defense. They're not going to try and win this game 31-0. They'd love to, but they're going to try and win this game 12-3 to or something like that. Like th- The way they play this game is going to lend itself to field goals being kicked. Yeah. But with that in mind, first touchdown score. I don't think you can do no touchdown scored on Caesars, which is a shame because – it actually hit in that Saints Bucks game, which was yeah. just wild. I bet, I bet I've got I've got access to it on here. I'm gonna see what it is because I bet it is like kind of low. What do what do, what do you think the no touchdown scored is? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be uh, plus four hundred, four to one, like forty to one, no seventy to one. So it's usually like hundred and fifty to one. No okay, touchdown. I don't I don't know how well, that's yeah, yeah, no is. touchdown scored is like. I mean, should I mean. How many NFL games do you watch where there's no touchdowns? Right, scored? right. I'm thinking just this game in particular, but sure. It feels like a no touchdown score game. Yeah, I don't actually hate 70 to 1. Sure. Uh, oh, I got Kamara at plus, uh, plus 550. It's 410 on Caesars. I don't know that you can bet 410, but he is the most likely first touchdown score, obviously. Yep. Um, I'm not messing with any of these Dolphins under 10 to 1. That's that's just gross. No, like, why I is mean- Devontae Parker's 8.5 to 1? Squeezing the lemon here a little bit. A little, a little aggressively, Caesars. Yeah. Um, the only one I think you like it too for me is Gesicki is makes makes some sense at ten to yep. one. Yeah, I yeah I think ten to one or better with Gesicki makes a lot of sense. They go to him in the red zone plenty, and you know I, I it, it'll be tougher for them for two I think to attack uh, to the wide receivers with the way that the Saints play defense. 
Um, maybe you can get away with a, a, Gusecki, a Gusecki pass there. I've actually got an Ian Book 16 to 1 here that I really like. He can run. He had over yeah. 40 rushing yards per game at Notre Dame, I believe. Uh, scroll down a little bit, Devo, and see if we see uh, Book is probably 11 to 1 here. That's a little smaller than I would like, but I think you can probably play that. Mark Ingram, 16 to 1. Don't hate it. Nick Finnett's number on Caesars looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah, 20 to 1. Ugh. And he was interesting, too. He was pump. pump I know we're, we're, we might not do a ton of DFS here, but he was popping up in a few optimizers there as well. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to skip. We'll skip DFS. But um, Durham Smythe, 25 to 1. I think the tight ends just make a lot of sense here. Yeah. Short, trusted routes if they get in the red zone. And then, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, I think, yeah, Kaseki. Uh, and again, I wouldn't even mind hitting Kamara. Yeah. You know, if you're getting five, to, if you can find five to one or better, I think Kamara actually makes a lot of sense because just he, just the way that they're going to funnel the offense through him. You could also grab a little Mark Ingram. I got, I see 16 to one. Uh, Caesars has for Ingram. Yeah, 16 to one. I don't hate that either. Maybe, you know, maybe Kamara has two big plays. It gets him down by the goal line and they put Ingram in and try to let him rush near the, near the end zone. That wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah, not not out of the realm of possibility there. For me, Kamara, two uh, plus uh, two or more touchdowns, plus 420. Someone who we think is going to get the ball a ton and the volume is going to be there. Multiple touchdowns wouldn't surprise me there. If, if someone's going to score for New Orleans, it's probably going to be Kamara. So if you can get get multiple touchdowns from him at plus four, 420, that's not too bad. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Two touchdowns for Kamara. Not crazy. Two touchdowns for Waddle. What are, what are, we, what are we doing here? That one a little crazy. I mean, what, who's going to pay like. I mean, that's insane. Like, Waddle's going to, well, how often does Jalen Waddle score two touchdowns? Seven to seven after one? Come on. Devontae Parker, two touchdowns, 10 to one. Don't bet on those. Three or more touchdowns, though. I'm just kidding. Alvin Kamara, 23. I mean, 23 to one to score three touchdowns. Ridiculous. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. That's uh, that's it for the betting uh, show. We're not going to do DFS, but if you got questions on DFS, you can hit us up on the tweeters at uh, Tyler Sully, at Will Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys after the game live stream recapping Saints and Dolphins on Monday night. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.